The topics and opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4CY Radio or its employees or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio. Welcome to Leadership for Life with Gina Gardner on W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV. Join your host who is a multiple number one international best-selling author, motivational speaker, empowerment and transformational leadership coach and trainer. She's the founder of Genuinely Hyphen You and has 30 years experience of helping people step into their genuine authentic power. And now here is Gina Gardner, your host of Leadership for Life. Hello there and welcome to today's show. As always, I've got a really exciting guest uh, who will be joining me later on. When you look around the world, it's very easy to imagine that, you know, we don't have any impact, that we have very little that we can do about the big issues. And in some ways, that's true. And yet, every choice we make, everything we choose to do or not and how and when we choose to do it has an impact on something or someone or both. If you listen to the news you'll recognise that global warming and the impact of global warming is having a, a huge detrimental effect to the climate around the world. Now if you're living on high ground well away from the sea they won't see the devastation that's created by rising water or by, um, by seasonal storms. But if you live on the coast and you are affected by hurricane or typhoon or any of the, the very extreme winds and weathers and uh, weather patterns that are going on, you will be acutely aware that things are shifting. And you may be of the belief that actually we as humans are, are having very little impact on the climate. I have to disagree. And when you look at the speed of change, you know, photographs of uh, the, the two poles and how ice is melting and the impact that's having on rising water, you have to ask yourself, what are we doing as, as human beings? You know, we're the only creatures on Earth who have had an incredibly big impact on the world on which we live. We are hungry for resources and over the years, over the last two or three hundred years, we've raped the land and you can see the impact of that wherever you go. At a local level, the need for housing because the population has risen means that lots and lots of really first-class arable um, and farming land is being taken up for housing and that's had an effect on drainage and all sorts of things. How we eat makes a difference. I was watching a programme um, called Country, uh, a Country File, which is a very popular programme on a Sunday evening in the UK, and it looks at the farming world. And there was a discussion going on by um, a well-known farmer who's one of the hosts of the show who has been farming conventionally and a farmer who is using what he calls new methods but in reality returning to many of the old ways of farming. 
One style of farming requires huge amounts of um, fertilizers, chemical fertilizers. The other relies on a very different way of planting so that you don't need the chemical fertilizers. And in the past, until fairly recently, it was cheaper to put the chemical fertilizers on to get the return in order to make a profit. But the huge hiking cost of fertilizers, because they're based on uh, the fossil fuels, um, has meant that it's become less and less economic to do that. But part of the program showed you soil samples taken from the fields of both farmers and looked at the organisms that were within uh, the soil, looked at the health of the soil, its capacity to hold on to moisture, for example. And it was very clear that the health of the farm, which was had been using old methods, you know, planting in a different way, using no fertilizers other than that of animals which were uh, left to graze on the, the last of the crops and so on. The health of that soil was hugely better. I read a, a report about how the population of bees is being decimated around the world. And if we have no bees, there's going to be no us, because how on earth would we feed ourselves if there were no bees? My guest, Sandeep Nath, is um, someone who has created a whole way of being called renewalism. And we're going to talk about that after the break. But as I say, everything you do has an impact. And I don't want to preach at you. And I know that there are far more that I can do. But I do believe that there are changes that you can make that aren't difficult, that don't um, get in the way of the quality of your life. In fact, they add to it that can make a positive difference on your uh, environment, on the climate as a whole. Things, simple things like recycling, for example, eating differently. And we're going to talk about that um, after the break. Now, as you know, we are very proud to be members of B1G1, buy one, give one. And that's an organization set up for businesses to, to really create a practice of kindness, compassion and giving. Now, we always ask our guests um, which project of the month that they would like us to donate to. But if you're a business out there, just recognize that B1G1 can also be great for business. I use the example of the coffee shop, you know, a coffee shop selling coffee, um, and doing nothing to help other people. And next door or a little down the road, a coffee shop that for every cup of coffee, they donate a day of clean water to somewhere in the world where they haven't got the privilege of opening a tap and getting clean water any time of the day or night. It costs one cent. Now, which of those coffee shops would you rather go into? So if you're a business owner, just think about how you might use B1G1 to create a win-win advantage. Win for you in that it's great marketing, but a win for the people on the end of the project. And what I love about B1G1 is that they don't take any of your money to support the administration. They've got a separate charitable arm to do that. 
that all of the projects are incredibly well policed so you know that your money is going to do exactly what it says and it's not being leached into some oligarch's pocket. But think about your practice. If you are um, in business, how positively does your business impact on the world and on other people? If you're an individual, then what are you doing? You know, I've often said in this show, if you think that you can't make a difference, you think you're too small and insignificant, just think about the impact a mosquito has when it's trapped in your room at night and you can hear it buzzing, but you can't see the little beggar um, or it actually gets to you and, and bites you and you've got a huge itchy swelling the next morning. You know, individually, we can make a difference. We can make a difference in all sorts of ways. I talk about a living legacy. I believe that every word we speak, how and when we speak it, or whether we speak it at all, every action we take or not, how and when we take it, leaves a living legacy. So what's your legacy going to be? How do you speak to other people? Do you speak kindly? Do you speak kindly to yourself? What legacy are you creating for you in terms of your confidence and self-worth? Because everything we do is a choice and even not choosing is a choice. But most people, most people act habitually, unconsciously. They don't think at all. So have you done an audit of your habits, your practices, your language, your actions recently? Because doing so enables you to be aware. And awareness is the first stage. And understanding the impact of that is the second. And both of those stages are incredibly important. But without action, they don't mean anything. So what action are you taking? What actions could you shift just a little and find that they make a huge difference? You know, it's all too easy to make up the story that it's down to everybody else when the reality is it's down to each of us. And if our politicians are not making the right decisions, you know, the saying it only takes good men to be and women to be silent for bad things to happen. And I have played, I have uh, uh, brutally um, abused that saying, but you get the gist. So think about you moment by moment in your life. How do you show up? What are the choices you're making? How can you make a really positive difference? After the break, I'm going to introduce my guest to you and his amazing work. So don't go away. You have been listening to Gina Gardner on Leadership for Life. We'll be back after this quick break. Want to get the best out of life personally and professionally? Are you ready to step into a life which excites and fulfills you? Well, the right place for you is Leadership for Life with Gina Gardner on W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV. We will share with you stories from inspiring people a wide range of guest experts, and lots of practical strategies to help you get the very best out of your personal and professional life. Leadership for Life is a radio and TV show focused on helping you live a happier, more successful, and fulfilling life. Join international best-selling author, 
motivational speaker, empowerment and transformational leadership coach and trainer, Gina Gardner, live every Thursday, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV. Become the leader of your own life. Gina Gardner's number one international best-selling book, Thriving Not Surviving, The Five Secret Pathways to Happiness, Success, and Fulfillment, provides you with the foundational principles on which to become the best leader of your own life. It's available as an ebook, paperback, hardback, and as an audio from genuinely-you.com or also from Amazon. Every one of the principles have been proven to work for the countless people who have used them, including the author. Now, let's put them to work for you. If you're ready to discover your true leadership life design, accelerate your journey with an invitation to join Gina for Leadership for Life VIP Day. Choose your journey of self-discovery where Gina will help you navigate your way to happiness, success, and fulfillment. To find out more, email gina at genuinely-u.com. Welcome back to Leadership for Life. Here is your host, Gina Gardner. Hello there. I met my guest, Sandeep Nath, a little while ago, and I was absolutely intrigued to find out more about renewalism. It was not a term that I was familiar with. I understand renewal, but not renewalism. And I wanted to know what it meant in the context of Sandeep's work. So let me read you his bio. He's an author, speaker and coach who believes that our inner power manifests our outer reality. He helps build inner power through alignment of the body, mind and spirit, which eliminates stress and increases health, happiness and harmony. He's delivered talks and workshops across four continents to people over 35 nationalities. Sandeep is currently spearheading the renewalism movement to redesign modern businesses and life using time-tested ancient oriental wisdom principles. And so I'd like to welcome to the show, Sandeep Nath. Hello there and welcome. Thank you, Gina. It was so awesome listening to you say all that in the last 10 minutes. I'm so privileged to be on this program with your listeners and viewers. Thank you for having me here. It's a real pleasure. Before we start talking about renewalism, tell us a little bit about your background and how you came to renewalism. Thank you. So my background, like many of uh, you, was uh, that of uh, the guy who's told to get good grades, study hard, get a good job. I got a good job, but I didn't find myself sticking in that environment of a job and a boss. So I became an entrepreneur. (laughs) And uh, I ran ran a consulting company for, for a good 15, 20 years, actually. But sometime during the course of this, it came to me that we seem to be creating more problems in the world than we were solving. Mm-hmm. I got that feeling. And, you know, for example, our, our uh, reliance on technology to take off from what you were mentioning about the bees and the farmer. Uh, and this is something that we talk about in the book Renewal as well. We, we tend to think that technology is going to have solutions to everything. Mm-hmm. And 
if there are no beans then bees then they will be drones and they will pollinate and if there is no soil then we will have some some chemical regenerated soil and if there are no human beings then we'll have bio, bio beings you know and all sorts of things but that's all very distant from what's what's the order of nature so suddenly with the, the coronavirus the power of nature was brought startling into our lives yeah, it was indeed yes <laughs> and uh, that was the time when i was editing this book renewal and i thought that before we regress into our old habits and i i love the fact that you use that word habits repeatedly in the in the first 10 minutes because that's what renewal is about it's something that each one of us can do because we are the ones who control our habits and uh, we we've, we've changed our habits we may not have noticed it but we have suddenly become more mindful like you use the word awareness we become more mindful of masks and of personal hygiene and uh, physical distancing and things like that now we must learn to carry that forward to the next level of consumption and whatever else but to come back to your question so i got this feeling that we were we were moving in the right direction somehow and there there could be another direction and that got me to explore what we've known for centuries in fact millennia from taoism from zen from tibetan buddhism and from the vedas in india so for those of you who don't know i'm based in india and um, so i have easy access to a lot of uh, gurus the genuine gurus and uh, i was just very very fortunate to learn from them and distill that knowledge over the last 15 years and that's brought about this whole concept and the whole set of habits that can help us organically renew as a person as a society and as corporates and businesses and organizations it was interesting you know when the pandemic the first lockdown in the uk came when within weeks we saw a resurgence of nature yeah there were more animals and birds around that they had started to enter urban areas in a way that they had never done before yeah and i think people began to really value the outside the, the natural world that when they were cooped up in their houses that their mental health that they recognized it was significantly improved by getting out in nature i love my garden i love being in nature you can't see but behind me i i look on i've got an internal courtyard which is full of spring flowers burgeoning and it gives me huge pleasure and interestingly i see my garden as the window of my soul it's where i go and i recalibrate myself yes and i i think many people have lost that and i think it's one of the reasons why there's so much anxiety and depression about but enough of me talk us through what you mean by renewalism and how does that manifest itself in terms of day-to-day -day living so that's that's great that you touched upon this because when we are in oneness with nature we recalibrate ourselves within uh, you you use the words inner power when you were introducing me and the power is within us yes we we just 
disconnect from it because of of the, the shells that we build around our inner core and the idea is to like an onion peel off those shells and discover what we really are and when we do that we connect the inside with the outside with the nature with the the divinity all around us and we become divinity so that's the long and short of it we are divinity we just have to rediscover it and we how do we do that by cutting off the the traps the entrappings of possessions and projections and uh, various things that uh, we we attach unnecessary value to so when we connect with nature we connect at at five levels actually okay the the the, the body is the first thing because we are we are very very familiar with the body we are housed in the body and we are very comfortable and we were also very aware of the body we have a little uh, cut in the finger and that's all we're obsessed with all, all through the day you know uh, a little uh, few kilos around the waist and we are obsessed with that for the rest of the year <laughs> yeah. but <laughs> we won't talk about that no <laughs> but, <yeah. laughs> but yeah. you know then we have the mind and the mind itself is at three levels the conscious mind the ego mind which which makes us think things through and gives us a sense of importance and uh, we plan things we use our logic and then we have the subconscious mind which is our experiences and stuff like uh, feelings what we what we assimilate in our early years and then use as our beliefs uh, mostly limiting for uh, prioritizing and deciding on our later years and there is the the unconscious mind which is what works for us when we are not even thinking uh, like your heart is beating your skin is doing various things your you know and it's been happening since the time you were born yeah so there there are a lot of decisions that we take unconsciously based on that mind and then we have the spirit so the body mind and spirit yeah and at the spirit level is where this it's gets subtler and subtler as as you might notice so the subtlest connection is where we have this connection with divinity and the more that we get disconnected from our own true nature the more we start getting disconnected with the nature around us and the more we stop bothering about the subtler and subtler impacts that we having and that's what you started today show with which which the solution to which is coming back to the point of original subtlety the original energy the spirit that we are born as we born with kids are pure energy kids are very natural they they are they are embodied spirits and then we start putting all these shells on us and we cut ourselves away from nature around us and our own true nature so that's the beginning to stop think, yeah sorry yeah. i had to interrupt you you carry on no i'll come in at the end do carry on yeah just 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 uh, uh, to conclude you know to to stop thinking that uh, it's about us which is probably where the ego mind and the body is which we are more obsessed with and it's more about what's our interplay and that interplay decides everything in personal relations and financial relations and environmental relations and everything about what you were talking about the planet over to you 
you know, it's very interesting. You talk about young children. You know, I find it quite fascinating. My, I started off life as a teacher and then became a principal or head teacher. Um, and I was in the world of education for uh, 30 years, nearly 30 years. Um, and one of the things that really um, struck me was that you, you see very small children who are learning to walk or learning to feed themselves. There is no thought, does my bottom look big in this nappy or I've fallen down, what will people think? They just know what they want and they get up and do it. There's joy and awe and wonder in a leaf or in anything that's new. Yeah. And then we as adults start to put on layer upon layer of conditioning. Don't do that. You'll look silly. Don't do that. Um, or, you know, you need to do that. And very quickly, we learn how to be our not selves. Yep. We learn to be what we think other people want us to be. How does, how does moving forward, how would, so let's say I'm somebody living in a, a, in a city. I haven't got a, a garden and green space is in short supply what would your suggestion be in terms of how do they learn about renewalism and how do they engage in renewalism in order to find themselves again? Wonderful. So we always have nature within us. Okay. Do you agree with that here? I do, but I think many of our listeners will may feel that that is a bit of a strange concept. And of course, my concept could be very different to yours. So I'm really interested in and how you would explain that? So I just say that we are a part of nature. Yeah. And uh, what's within us is the, the most important thing that we need to first connect with. Because of the distractions in the world around us, the cell phones and the games and the meetings and the jobs and the so many things to do, we lose that inner, inner connection. But having renewed to make that inner connection and seek that alignment within of body, minds, and spirit, we are well on our way to making the outer connections with whatever aspect of nature there may be. Nature is not necessarily just trees and plants and mountains and lakes and rivers. It's good to have that. And you've been there. And when you've been there, you have experienced an energetic interplay. You do feel more wonderful. That's why you go for these holidays, right? You go to the beach, you go to the mountains. Because you get that, that pure natural energy that powers you. You, can, you would have observed that you can walk for kilometers and kilometers in, uh, in a forest or uh, in, on, in the countryside. But you can't do as much in the concrete jungle. You can't do as much, uh, maybe just five blocks, 10 blocks, and you get tired. Because you're not taking in energy from your surroundings, from the environment. Whereas when you are in the nature, in the countryside, you are taking in that energy. So let so, me take you back to that person who's living in a high rise flat in yeah. the middle of an urban area. And that they I mean, want to make them. that connection. 
I, I just feel that, that they will need a bit of, of, of help and ideas in terms of how they do that, bearing in mind that... Just that, yes. Thank you. So, so when you are in that high-rise flat, when you, you know, you've gone for that vacation maybe uh, two years ago, and that was the last time you could do that, you want to see how you can build habits that connect you with your inside. So what's happening inside us? One of the most important things that's happening inside us is that we are taking in air from around us, processing it, processing the oxygen, and energizing ourselves. We get energy, right? The, the mitochondria store that energy and use it. And that's happening because of what we breathe in. Another thing that we do is we eat. And the quality and quantity of what we eat and the frequency and the volume of what we breathe determine our interplay in a high-rise flat or anywhere, determine our, interplay, uh, determine our interplay with the outer nature around us. Yeah. So you want to be sure that you are breathing right. And we could go into details of that if that's... Uh, we could even have viewers do an exercise together if you like, uh, Gina. Okay. But you want to show that you know how to breathe right. Because think about it. Everything that you do in life, you've learned to do it. Right? Anything, whatever your profession might be, whatever, even if you uh, just just a homemaker and you're just cooking, you learn from somebody. Yes. But the one thing that you have to do necessarily Till the day you die, you don't have any formal training on, and that is to breathe. Yes, <laughs> that's very true. So come on then, let's do an exercise in terms of breathing before we move on, because I, I don't want to uh, there to be no time at the end to do that. So how can okay. people learn to breathe effectively in a way that's going to give them a greater connection? Excellent, thank you. So I'm going to challenge you viewers to observe when you breathe in, breathe, uh, close your mouth and breathe in from the nostrils and breathe in fully. Okay, so take a nice slow breath and observe what happens to your belly. Okay, so let's breathe. And you can breathe out. Now, when you breathe in, check, has the belly come out or not? If your belly was flat or if it went in, then you've not been breathing right. If it comes out, what it indicates is that you are breathing in and filling your lungs fully. And as a consequence of the lungs being fully filled, the diaphragm is being pushed down. And because there's no ribcage in front of the stomach, the belly comes out. You're not breathing into the belly, but you're breathing into all of your lungs. Now, I've found in uh, companies especially, one person in three has a flat stomach or worse still, the belly goes in. And what does that tell us? It tells us that the person is shallow breathing. They're actually fooling their lungs into believing by, by pushing the belly in, they put the diaphragm up and the lungs contract. So they're actually fooling the lungs into believing that's all the space. 
and they fill that space and you know it's a very shallow breathing and people who just finish their runs or some people just talk like this it's and interesting isn't it because if you uh, if you want to um to access your solution finding right side of your brain it's a very uh, a simple process of belly breathing will actually shift you from um, your logical left brain, which tends to catastrophize and look at either or into a place where you can find your creativity and your solution finding. And, you know, it also supports good relationships. So breathing has so many different aspects that can really help. Um, and those of you that are, are listening, if you are really anxious, the chances are you're doing very shallow breathing as you were talking about. And deep breathing can actually calm you down. It has an effect on the vagus nerve and calms you down. So it's so important. And yet nobody talks about it. And, and let me say this, that uh, if you find yourself breathing wrongly, make a habit of stopping whatever you do in fact, even if you don't find yourself breathing wrongly, just make this habit of stopping whatever you do every hour or two hours. And for 30 seconds, take in three breaths in complete awareness. Feel the air go in, feel the belly come out, push the belly in and expel the air out. 10 seconds per cycle, three cycles, 30 seconds. You will feel karma in your spirit. You will feel... Uh, uh, more in control of your mind because you know we have a racing mind the overthinking mind where you give a pattern interrupt because yeah. every hour you stop and change that pattern so you stop working in circles and you will oxygenate your body mm. so your body mind spirit will start coming in alignment just with that one thing it's amazing isn't it something that is seemingly so simple but has such a profound effect. I'm really conscious of time. And one of the things I'd like to, to move on to is you talk about renewalism in the in the context of businesses. So what is that and what shape does that take? You know, let's say <laughs> our listeners are, and our viewers are business owners, entrepreneurs. So how will renewalism support and help them moving forward? Wow. So as we've just been speaking about the concept of alignment of body, mind, spirit, and yeah. that is what takes stress away. That's what brings us in a new state of being. The body, mind, and spirit have equivalence in organizations. And if we bring those in alignment, then we do away with organizational stress and make for more performance, productivity, and uh, profitability eventually. And what are the equivalents of body, mind, spirit in an organization? Well, think about it. It's the three Ps. The body are the people. The processes are the mind. And the purpose is the spirit. Mm -hmm. So we're looking at people, purpose, process. And how does that work out within your teams, within your micro-organizations? And how does that align with the global, multinational, whatever size of organization it might roll out to have become. And just working in, in those little modules and realigning those, starting with people, of course, changes 
everything and gets us to refocus on what is the purpose that's relevant. Let's say the pandemic hit us. It could have caused us to change why we're in business. Yes. A lot of businesses may not do as well uh, with the same business model that they had pre-pandemic. So much has changed. So much technology has come in. So much communications has um, progressed. How does that change your business? Are you ready to renew? So that's the starting point, you know. Do you know, I love the idea of the word renewal rather than pivot. Lots of businesses talk about pivoting. Of course, if you pivot long enough, you end up back where you started. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas if you're renewing, it is about looking at what you do already, I believe, and looking at what is going to serve us moving forward. And Absolutely. what will we protect and keep? And what are the things that we need to change? What are the things we need to revisit? What are the things that are completely new? So how do people get hold of you if they need to, uh, if they're interested in, in engaging with you personally or as a business? Well, renewalism would be a great place to start. And uh, that is where I talk about how corporates can get involved, how educational institutions can get involved. Uh, what is the, the starting point of what I am looking at as a movement? Because this is about human consciousness. This is about where are we going in the future hmm. with our own survival and our own uh, exploitation as the key issue. Yes. So my thought here is that if we could be so concerned about animal exploitation and animal survival, and therefore the veganism movement could sort of uh, catch people's attention, and that's also a habit change thing, mind you, Yeah. then renewalism is something that concerns us more directly. So that's, that's a good starting point. And you could reach us from the pages there, or you could reach me directly, and I'd love that, at sandeepnath.com. And uh, on the top right corner, you've got my social uh, links as well. But just write in to me. Love to know that you were on this program with Gina and that we could do things together. Thank you. Brilliant. Thank you. Um, before we just finish with B1G1, is there anything that I've not asked you or not given you an opportunity to say that you think needs people need to hear before we bring um, of the interview to a close? Well, if I could take a minute on that, because I did touch on it and maybe viewers uh, may have uh, got on to that, that, you know, the two things that we do to connect outer nature with inner nature is one, we breathe, and we talked about that at length, and the other is we eat. Mm. And I'd like us to be mindful of what we eat, how we consume, and how close to nature that is, because a lot of the stuff that we are consuming these days is so far from nature, it's processed, it's refined, it's mm -hmm. ultra um, jazzed up in factories. Mm -hmm. And please, please understand that the reason we are such an unhealthy society, and increasingly so, is because of the stuff we're putting in our mouths. I couldn't agree with you more. I was, um, Jason Bale is, is a, a famous juicer. He, he uses organic fruit and vegetables to juice. And I was reading his book and his comment really uh, highlighted it for me. He said, if you read the ingredient label and it sounds more like it's come out of a laboratory than a kitchen, don't touch it. Okay. 
And when you look at the in the ingredient level, and in the UK, for example, everything has to be listed. Some of them sound as if they're not only out of a laboratory, but they're out of a spaceship because the they're just gobbledygook. Um, <laughs> yes. So if you can't pronounce it, definitely don't put don't it. Don't eat it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think there are so many diseases that are preventable if you only eat sensibly and naturally. Um, so you've offered us uh, great advice. Thank you very much. Um, so remind people what your book's called. So it's Renewal. And the byline is your unexpected role in saving the planet. It's your Brilliant. role because it's your habits. Lovely. Thank you very much. Now, I ask every guest to choose from a list normally of three projects each month. Um, but because of what's going on in the Ukraine, I've added a fourth one this month. And you have uh, chosen um, the project that we're going to donate to on behalf uh, of you are children affected by the war uh, in the Ukraine. Um, and so that donation will be going forward at the, uh, I do it at the end of every month um, on your behalf um, to help children in, in what is a desperate circumstance. So thank you so much for joining me. Um, thank you. Thank you. That's so kind and such a wonderful gesture, Gina. I, I pray that your tribe increases. Thank you very much indeed. Don't go away. I'll see you after the break. But thanks again, Sandy. Thank you. You have been listening to Gina Gardner on Leadership for Life. We'll be back after this quick break. Want to get the best out of life personally and professionally? Are you ready to step into a life which excites and fulfills you? Well, the right place for you is Leadership for Life with Gina Gardner on W4CY Radio and Talk4TV. We will share with you stories from inspiring people, a wide range of guest experts, and lots of practical strategies to help you get the very best out of your personal and professional life. Leadership for Life is a radio and TV show focused on helping you live a happier, more successful, and fulfilling life. Join international best-selling author, motivational speaker, empowerment and transformational leadership coach and trainer, Gina Gardner, live every Thursday, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV. Become the leader of your own life. Gina Gardner's number one international best-selling book, Thriving Not Surviving, The Five Secret Pathways to Happiness, Success, and Fulfillment, provides you with the foundational principles on which to become the best leader of your own life. It's available as an ebook, paperback, hardback, and as an audio from genuinely-u.com or also from Amazon. Every one of the principles have been proven to work for the countless people who have used them, including the author. Now, let's put them to work for you. If you're ready to discover your true leadership life design, accelerate your journey with an invitation to join Gina for Leadership for Life VIP Day. Choose your journey of self-discovery where Gina will help you navigate your way to happiness, success, and fulfillment. To find out more, email gina at genuinely-u.com. Welcome back to Leadership for Life. Here is your host, Gina Gardner. So, 
what are you going to do to make that difference are you going to eat more healthily if your diet is all beige and that you're overweight ultimately you have the opportunity to be healthier now as a journaling is something that can be really helpful and, and if you look on my amazon page gina gardner the amazon page there are lots of journals there are around a whole range of themes um but uh, my garden um the journal around um finding the essence of yourself is there um and also um your life in their hands uh, is a really good journal particularly around health and and helping yourself to live a much healthier life but i wanted to spend the last few minutes talking to you um about something i was working on this afternoon now over the years i've helped many many people um with their career helping them develop leadership um and to get promotions but also at the other end of the scale when people were just beginning and i was just putting something together for people who were about to leave school college university um because now is the time to prepare for when you leave and many uh, of those people are currently doing exams or preparing for exams and they will be leaving in the next uh, two or three months to start their life professionally and I, i just thought i would bring it to your attention here is a book called kickstart your career and it's designed to help people create great cvs to um, engage in uh, interviews confidently so that they make a great first impression because the decisions are made um within the first couple of minutes if you're walking into the room but once you actually got the job how do you become the consumer professional how do you let people recognize that you are someone who is worth nurturing and you know, that you have the potential um to go on to better and greater things and so this is a book that's got a distillation of over 30 years experience in developing people right from the outset now i can't remember which um golfer it was who said you know it's interesting the more i practice the luckier i get and that's true of pretty well anything that in order to be good at something you first have to practice you know the four levels of competency the unconscious incompetent doesn't know how bad they are the conscious incompetent knows that they haven't yet learned um how to be confident and competent at something so they're aware the uh conscious competent knows they have to do something but to do that with active conscious thought and the unconscious competent or the master who does things without actually having to think about it now if you prepare well you can actually hit the ground running and you can do things in a much more professional and productive way and kickstart your career is designed to help you do that and there's lots of themes in there you know giving great great presentations chairing meetings effectively managing your time and your boss effectively um effective listening but also talks about creating a cv that's going to stand out and how to have a great interview and then planning and anticipation lots and lots of stuff there and that comes from all of those years of developing and nurturing potential so that you can actually uh, make a difference it has a partner book for uh, for managers which is manage your staff more effectively which looks at the same many of the same things but actually from the point of view of how to get the best out of people and so i wanted to bring those to your attention 
because now is the time to start preparing. And if you are already in a position, but you want to get on, get ahead, then these two books are designed to help you get the positive advantage so that you can, um, uh, so that you can uh, get promotion effectively and quickly and not be promoted uh, in a way that leaves you exposed, but promoted and make the most of your obvious potential. So those books are available to you. Uh, they're on Amazon. You'll find all of the journals there as well. And you'll also find Sandeep's book um, on Amazon. Um, so please do take action. Take action by the way in which you breathe, the way in which you eat, the choices that you make. And I would say make an active choice to invest in yourself, to become the very best version of you, to become the leader of your own life. So thanks so much for joining me. Do please get people to download um, and to listen to the replay both of the, of the TV show and of the radio. Remember that we donate uh, to B1G1 for, uh, for people, the number of people that don't uh, download, how many listeners we get. We are donating um, uh, in, uh, to, to encourage you um, and also to help other people. Ultimately, everything you do is your choice everything, even not choosing as a choice. So why not choose to be the leader of your own life? Take care now. Bye-bye. You have been listening to The Leadership for Life with your host, Gina Gardner. Make sure you tune in to W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV next Thursday and every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time for more Leadership for Life. If you missed any part of this episode or just want to hear or see it again, you can find the archive of the TV show on Talk 4 TV's YouTube channel and the podcast of The Leadership for Life on iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, Amazon Music, and wherever you listen to your podcasts.